You are listening to Kingdom Faith, where we focus on the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. On this week's episode, we talk about the armor of God. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 20. Those are the verses that we're going to talk about. So Ben, can you give us a little bit of context on those verses, and then just go ahead and read it. Yeah, so uh, Ephesians is by Paul. There's your context. Phil, <laughs> tell us about the pieces. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, just looking at the verses, verse 10 in chapter 6 starts out with finally. So, we know that if you see a word like finally, that you have to go back. Mm-hmm. So, that's what we're going to do because that's what we always do because that's how you look at context. So, throughout Ephesians, Paul is talking about a lot of things and... There's some encouragement there, but there's really just kind of this laundry list of not commands, but just like things that they should be doing. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning, he talks that that they would be praying for spiritual insight, and he kind of just like re-declares Christ's authority. He lets them know, hey, Christ should be in charge, and you should be pursuing that. And then he, he goes on to talk about how they're made alive through Christ and how they should be unified through Christ. And for me, I warned Phil that that will be kind of my theme throughout this episode, that unity in Christ and how that plays into the armor of God theme. So Paul starts this back in chapter two, this idea of unification. So we move on to three, to chapter three, and he's talking about how uh, he's ministering to the Gentiles and he's praying for their spiritual power and this just comes back into being called into a new life, a sinless life, and, and not being angry. And if you are angry, not giving into sin. He was just telling them all these things, things that are kind of hard to hear because, you know, Jewish people don't really want to be unified with Gentiles and no one wants to be told to calm down when they're <laughs> angry. So those sorts of things. Uh, he he then continues to tell them to be imitators of Christ. And he first talks about this idea of light versus darkness, that there are kind of two fields, and that's setting up for uh, this climax in chapter 6. Mm-hmm. And he tells them to be watchful, to be consistent. And right before chapter 6, he brings it in, he brings it really personal, and he says to, to be unified in your marriage and your family. And we're not going to talk about these things too in detail because they can get kind of controversial, the idea of submission. And he also talks about the ideas of slaves being sub, uh, submissive to their masters. And that's not really the focus of what we're talking about because what he's really talking about is just is being unified in Christ as a family of believers. Mm-hmm. And that's the main point that we want to take away. So he's given them all these these things that they should be doing, all these things they should be watching out for, all these people that they should be unified with because they all have one thing in common, and that's faith in Christ. Mm -hmm. And then he says, Finally, finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God, so that you may be able to resist in the evil day, and having prepared everything, to take your stand. 
Stand therefore with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray at all times in the spirit with every prayer and request and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Pray also for me that the message may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. For this I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I might be bold enough to speak about it as I should. So he builds all this up just just to tell them you need to be unified because there's a fight. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to win this fight unless you're unified. Mm-hmm. So Phil... Uh, I'll give you a chance to talk. Just talk about the text a little bit, your thoughts, your feelings. Mm-hmm. So, so right off the gate, he tells us to be strong in the Lord. Um, and in lots of other uh, parts of the Bible, it says to be strong, be courageous, don't be afraid, all those things that kind of play into this. But this is all, like you said, leading up to this battle. Knowing that our that this battle is much bigger than what we might see physically or or feel or or whatever that there's a, a much bigger battle and it is it is a huge picture that that's being described here and and we won't obviously go into all the details here but but um actually i didn't even know this ben but there are multiple other spots where the armor of god's talked about now this this part here is talked about more in depth but there are, are verses and in, in, in throughout scriptures that talk about these pieces of armor, and specifically two of them, but in the, the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation. Those two are the, the ones that are talked about other places. So I find that kind of interesting, too, just to know that this isn't the only part of the Bible where it talks about having this armor. And So the, the cool thing that we see here, though, is that we don't just have, you know, ourselves to worry about and all those things. We talked about unity, but but it gives us this offensive side to our to the spiritual realm and the defensive side mm-hmm. to the spiritual yeah. realm. You see that through the pieces of this armor, which we'll talk about later, but um, knowing that not only do we, you know, we got something to protect us from shots, but we actually have something to give shots to mm-hmm. to to give blows to the to the dark side. We're not just standing here trying to be firm and just taking shot after shot no. after shot. We have something to go up against the the devil, against the dark forces in in the heavenly realms and the huge picture that we see described here, but we see believers as a whole being alert in this in this text. We see them being bold we see them being strong you see this picture of like just as an army you know soldiers all all you know geared up ready for battle that's the picture that's described here um and i find it i find it interesting in in the last verse uh here that we read it says for which i am an ambassador in chains pray that i may declare it fears uh fearlessly as i should this isn't on a specific battlefield. This isn't on like we're not going somewhere and then we're all going to get in this battle. This is everywhere. Yeah. This isn't something. This Paul saying I'm an ambassador in chains. He says even in prison, 
Pray for me that I might also be able to wear this armor of God, to, to declare the gospel, to do all those things. Uh, it says to make known the mystery of the gospel, that, that the dark forces, the, the, all the, the devil that doesn't want that to happen. Um, and this is why he also says, um, which we'll talk about also a little, pray also uh, for, for all, all the people, all, all God's people. It says, pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers uh, and, requ- and request. <laughs> with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how he says, be alert and then always keep on praying for the Lord's people. Because like you said, it is, it is leading all up to unity. Um, and that is a common theme with Paul. Uh, if we looked at some of the other let- le- letters, um, he would talk about, you know, don't be... Don't have divisions among you, you know, be be the same in every thought and, and all those things that you see uh, in the book of Corinthians is a big one, but you see it in Romans, you see it in all, really all of them for the most part. But it's just kind of cool to, we get this sense, this picture that we're all in this together. Yeah. And it doesn't change and we have to make sure that everybody's on the same page, make sure everybody's putting on their helmet, putting on their belt, putting on their their breastplate, putting on the, the armor of God to make sure that we are all thoroughly equipped against uh, the devil. Mm. Yeah, and I really like this idea because it, it's not always what you go to this section of Scripture for. Usually you go to talk about specifically spiritual warfare and the fact that it's there and it, that mm-hmm. it exists. But I've never... And this might be an overstatement, but I've never looked at this passage as a passage to say, we need to be unified. Mm. We need to be a united body. And when I was looking at this, it made me think of Nehemiah. And I think we've talked about Nehemiah before on the show. Uh, Maybe not as a theme of an episode. But Nehemiah is rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. And there are uh, these people in the kingdom that are in opposition to this. And so they are getting ready to send warriors to go and stop the the Israelites, the Jewish people, from rebuilding the walls. And so Nehemiah makes this call to order, this call to battle for everyone, Mm -hmm. all the workers, all the families of the workers, and he had them fighting as family. The, The parents would work and the kids would fight off the enemy or vice versa or however you want to look at it. It doesn't go into that much detail. That's kind of my paraphrase. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they couldn't do it by themselves. They would. It was to the point where half the people were working on the wall to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem and the other half were guarding the workers so that they could continue to work without being attacked. And And some of them went as far as sleeping and eating and bathing with their armor on, with their weapon at their side. And when we bring this into context with something like the armor of God, there's just this concept of being perpetually ready mm-hmm. for when combat comes, when fighting comes, when the slings and arrows of the dark side come. And along with that, it's not enough to just uh, be ready yourself to have your personal armor on. It takes a family. It takes the family of God unified in order to conquer against the evil one. Why don't you go ahead 
and break down every piece of armor and how to clean it, how to sharpen <laughs> it, how to yeah. equip it. Just uh, go nerd out on us, Phil. Um, I'm not going to do that. But with with these um, pieces of armor, because uh, each one is described uh, a little bit differently, I'm not going to go into detail with the idea that, okay, the belt holds up this piece of armor or, or this piece does, you know, this in, 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 what a, in a worldly standpoint. I'm, I'm just going to give a nice brief overview of each one or we are, we're gonna be here forever um, we'll have to make this like three parts your plus three spirit sword <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but before i be- before i break them down i just want to read this verse because there's uh, multiple verses that talk about how we are warriors or soldiers in christ and, and this is one and, and it's um, maybe not so much about what we're talking about, but it does apply as being soldiers in Christ. And, and in 2 Timothy 2, 3-4, it says, Join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Well, who is our commanding officer? God. Jesus is our commanding officer. So, our sole purpose with putting on this armor of God, with doing our battles, doing doing all those things, is solely to please God, solely to glorify Him, um, and 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 it says, don't get entangled in civilian affairs. Don't let the world try to take your armor off, try to try to entice you in different ways, and that's a whole nother episode. But mm-hmm. but let's just start with the first one, the belt of truth. Um, so so putting on this belt of truth means putting our trust in God. It means um, basically what we've talked about, I would almost say maybe the last two weeks, um, with the idea that it's not about how we feel at the moment. Mm. It's about our belt of truth. It's about knowing who God is, what God's promised us, and, and seeing it through regardless of circumstances, regardless of what's happening around you, we need this belt of truth every day. We need it uh, every day in our lives so that we can discern against the father of lies, which is the devil, which is these dark forces, which is the these dark forces in the heavenly realms, all the stuff that's happening in here. You need the belt of truth because they're going to, they're, they're, their opposition to you is to going to, try to deceive you mm. try to get that belt off you try to try to make sure that that you have nothing to do with truth nothing to do with god yeah so the next one the breastplate of righteousness and and i think this one's a little self-explanatory a little bit just about the righteousness but but being more specific i don't know about you but I don't feel like my righteousness could ever come close to defeating the dark no. forces, to defeating darkness. It just can't happen. And, and most believers who've been believers for a while understand that we can't do it on our own, that we couldn't do it by our own merit, but we need God's goodness uh, in our life. And this is what this is all about. So we don't, we don't have to trust in our own goodness. We, don't have, we just have to trust Jesus to be righteous mm-hmm. for us. He, he makes us holy. God makes us holy. God makes us righteous. If if we would allow Him to and obey Him, um, we would have this breastplate of righteousness, and it and it you know guards our heart. It keeps our heart pure. It, it just keeps us in in right standing with God, so that we can be able to do some of these other uh, pieces of the arm. They would all work together. If you don't have a breastplate, 
you're completely exposed for the most part. Yeah. Um, you know, you need that just as much as you need every other piece of the armor. So it's a just it's about, you know, trusting in God's goodness. Um, so here are the shoes, the feet, the boots, all the different <laughs> things people say for this one. But uh, the Word of God says uh, in verse 15, And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. This is this, is this thing right here, the readiness of the gospel of peace. Uh, this means that you uh, can always be prepared. Always be ready. And Peter says it uh, pretty clearly to us. He says, always be ready to give an account for why you have this hope, why you, why you believe in Jesus, all those things. Um, we, we must be always ready to give an account. Yeah. We must be ready to uh, do whatever God calls us to do. But specifically what this verse is talking about is sharing the gospel. It's talking about sharing the mystery of the gospel, sharing uh, who Jesus is, how powerful he is, how when uh, you receive Jesus, you get the Holy Spirit, so you're able to put on the full armor of God. All these things are connected together. Uh, and then when you, you sit down and you realize that, that you need every single one, one of these uh, it just brings to light how important each one is so the next one the shield of faith um, so the faith uh, faith is what uh, will help you uh, keep standing until the end it's what's going to give you the perseverance it's what's going to you know kind of give you that endurance always having faith in who god is um, and you're going to be able to battle until it's over Battle until Jesus comes back. Battle until um, you're laid into the grave and, and you're now with Jesus. That's how long the battle is. The battle is a long battle. It's mm. a, it seems like a never-ending battle, but this is where the shield of faith comes in. We have faith that uh, God has promised us so many things and that uh, he'll see them through. Uh, he promised never to leave us or forsake us. He promised to forgive our sins. He promised us a seat uh, at the table in heaven. All those are promises to us. And we have this shield to, to protect us from the, the, the attacks. And, and to know this specifically in, in Hebrews 12 too, it talks about how Jesus is our founder and perfecter of our faith. Um, our faith comes specifically straight from Jesus Christ. It can't come from anything else or it's not the shield of faith. So I think... I think when we put our personal trust in God in every circumstances, that shield becomes stronger, mm -hmm. more resistant. Um, if I'm remembering right, I think the Romans would actually like douse their shields in water and things like that. Because mm, okay. in, in the passage, it talks about, uh, or some sort of liquid or, yeah. or something, to extend extinguish the flaming arrows to extinguish you know what it says you know these flaming arrows of the evil one um and i i like if you if you maybe in another episode we'll talk more about just some of those the romans army uh, romans armor and, and how maybe this played an effect of what some of the stuff that paul's talking about here as well but that i feel like that would be one of them always understand and always have this personal trust in God in every circumstance because the battle's going to get rough. The battle's going to get wavy. It's going to get stormy. It's going to go uh, maybe completely, uh, con you know, it's going to go completely against what maybe you thought it was going to go. Mm -hmm. It's going to be maybe a little bit harder than you thought. So you need the shield because you're going to, blows are going to keep coming. They're gonna, those arrows are going to be 
coming out of the sky in, in maybe ways you hadn't thought they would come. So, um, the next one, the helmet of salvation. So, if you have salva- salvation, you have this helmet. But it's a whole different thing about having this helmet and putting it on. Mm. Putting on the helmet of salvation protects your mind. It keeps your mind sober. It keeps um, your mind from not doubting who God is, not not doubting in your salvation. Not you know, a lot of people, a lot of believers sometimes doubt uh, and, and don't really have that assurance of the gospel, the assurance that Jesus gives us uh, with His blood, and, um, it, and you know, it brings us hope no matter what happens in life. Because even even if you get you know hit after hit after hit, you have the assurance of salvation. You're gonna be with God. God's already won the victory. The battle is taking place, but the battle has already been won. Um, we've already gotten the victory. So that that's what that helmet's all about. Understanding your salvation. Um, I believe Peter said uh, that we should. Uh, he said it like we, I shouldn't have to always, you know, shouldn't have to remind you, but I'm going to remind you of your salvation. <laughs> um, that's probably paraphrased a little bit, All but right. the the last one here, and this is sort of more of the offense. Mm-hmm. All this armor, it's sort of on the defense. Keep us, keep us standing firm. Keep us strong. But here is where we have the ability to go against the dark forces. Go against those, the the evil one. Go against the devil. And it's the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit. Um, it says here uh, in the passage, it says in, in verse seventeen, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Our, our sword from the spirit is the word of God. The, the Bible says that uh, the word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword. And it pierces through bone and marrow, um, pierces through soul, soul and spirit. Um, that is what we have. That's what we have at our, our fingertips. And, and, and just an occasion in the Bible that I just wanted to bring up here because I think it fits so well is the temptation of Jesus. Mm. When the devil comes uh, to, to Jesus uh, in the wilderness and he's not eaten for 40 days or, or, or something like that, it's, you know, he's coming to try to trip up the Son of God, to trip up Jesus. And in every single time, every instance where, where the devil tries to get Jesus off his feet, to try to get him wavering, um, Jesus always comes back to him with the scriptures. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't have it pulled up here or I would read it, but um, it's just this idea that if Jesus uses the word of God against the devil, how much more do we need it mm. to, to fight against the evil one? But... This weapon that we have, the Word of God, uh, is to be used to destroy the works of darkness. Um, it's the thing that puts all these things kind of in its place, too, because without the Word of God, we wouldn't know how to do each and every one of these. Yeah. Um, it kind of binds these things together a little bit, um, and it, it, it wraps the whole armor together. If you were in battle and all you had was armor, you really don't have it. A whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have nothing to attack with, nothing to end the battle with, you're just getting hit. Um, and God and, and Jesus doesn't want you to just be hit. He wants you to extinguish the darkness, to to take it out of its place and in, in, in exchange 
and exchange it with light. The light that you have that comes through these armors or comes through these pieces of armor and and your and your sword light extinguishes from that it comes out of it It, uh, it's something that uh, completely destroys the darkness and that's where you get that comparison and i believe it's chapter three of Mm -hmm. that uh, darkness and light and all the stuff that's happening and it kind of plays in with this armor of god so so that's kind of where i'll leave those pieces yeah um, each and every one of us struggle with one of these probably at some point. Um, sometimes we get it right. Sometimes we, we, we feel on fire for God. <laughs> we feel like we're fully protected. And But there's sometimes. Sometimes it just doesn't feel like your shield of faith is as strong mm-hmm. as what it used to be or or your helmet doesn't might feel as nice strong or your breastplate or, or all of them. Maybe you haven't put it, maybe you haven't tied your boots tight. Uh, in a in a long time, meaning you haven't shared the gospel. All these things can can be strengthened, can be strengthened by God if we would allow Him to. So so Ben, um, with all that, with all these pieces, can you tell us a little bit? You know, just how some of the how this passage really fits together. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I think the the part of it is is understanding that this armor is not something that we can can produce on our own. And you talked about that a little bit, Phil. Um, this armor is the armor of God. It means that God presents it to us. He gives it to us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm not a blacksmith. You're not a blacksmith. <laughs> <laughs> Even when blacksmiths were more of a uh, relevant thing, not everyone was a blacksmith. Mm-hmm. And especially in military times, uh, back in the day, um, you, if you wanted to have armor, you either needed to, my very base uneducated understanding is you needed to save up or you needed to take it off someone in the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that being said, God gives us this armor and understanding that it's his armor and that it's, it's perfect and good. And it doesn't need to be altered or changed by us, I think is important and fitting it all together. Now, the other thing would be the process of actively putting on the armor of God. Mm-hmm. And and this is a weird thing. And I don't know, I don't think this is a thing either of us do, but it would probably be cool. And maybe we should give it a try and maybe we should challenge our listeners to give it a try. When you wake up in the morning, if you do your day, if you do a daily devotional, do a daily devotional, and, and <laughs> we're giving you homework, and, and think about the process of putting on the armor of God, of of picking up the sword of the spirit, and you can literally pick up the sword of the mm-hmm. spirit by reading the word, by getting into the word. You can you can put on the breast the breastplate of righteousness by by thinking about those ideas those thoughts we were talking about. Are you harboring ill will towards your Christian family or towards your your actual family, your spouse, or are you holding a grudge against a coworker? Like, are you struggling with anger or selfish desires? Mm-hmm. Think about those things. Self-examine uh, your heart, your conscious, your mind. You know, you can put on the helmet of salvation by realizing who you are in Christ and what mm-hmm. that means. You can pick up the shield of faith by by trusting in God. And you can put on that belt of truth by knowing that 
every uh, word of God is good and inspired and uh, useful for teaching and mm-hmm. edifying and all those good things. Mm-hmm. Did I miss one? Maybe the the gospel of peace, the the boots of mm-hmm. readiness, the boots, the boots. Like, and you can put those on too by making it a point to have your walk reflect that of Christ and being able to share that walk with others mm-hmm. by going and making disciples. I think that's how it all fits together. And and I feel like for the past three weeks, maybe even four, I keep on coming back to Psalm 139, 23, and 24. But just that idea of, of having God search your heart, of asking him to test you and to see if there's any unrighteous way and to lead you in his everlasting way. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to for me with the armor of God. It is being proactive and making sure that you're ready to join the fight with your Christian brothers and sisters uh, to further the kingdom of god phil is there anything that you would want to add to that so um here in um verse 18 so he talks about these he talks about these pieces but then he kind of almost switches a little bit and this is what i want to talk about just about how this all fits together and definitely all the stuff that you said uh definitely you need to do because you won't be able to have a good strong armor if if you're not allowing god to examine you with with the righteousness with the truth with the the sword with with the helmet of salvation all those pieces have to be self-evaluated even even a good warrior would would examine his armor before he went out seeing if there were any flaws in it um and this is the same thing with us as well And, and something that you said that uh I think so true just about, you know, the blacksmiths and what what you'd have to do. Either you take it off somebody in battle or um, you buy it. You know, you got to have some money. But the cool thing is we're given. It's give, It's a gift. Mm-hmm. It's given to us. We, it, we have the ability to put it on. It is God's armor to us. He says, you need this armor. Here you go. And sometimes we don't really think about it like that because you... Because you're right, when we think about this, we're talking about spiritual warfare, some of those things. But God graciously gives us this armor to protect us, to to, to fight off the evil one. Um, and, and I think that's cool, and it's the most valuable armor out there, um, the most expensive armor. No one who doesn't have Jesus can get their hand on this armor. It's that valuable, and God graciously gives it to us. And I think that's so cool. That's a little bit off of what we're talking about, but it, it just gives a better understanding yeah. of who our God is and, and how much he understands understands how we need this armor every day to live and he does that through his holy spirit but but the biggest thing that's talked about uh, in verse 18 it says and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests and with this in mind be alert and always keep on praying for all the lord's people so always keep on praying always keep on praying no, give you know it says uh, with all kinds of prayers all kinds of requests Keep praying, continually pray, continually uh, pray. And, and when we do that, it begins to bind these pieces mm-hmm. of armors together. And then, and then also, it makes our armor stronger. Yeah. When we continue to pray, when we continue to bring requests to God, um, it, it really just makes our armor more solid. There's not, there becomes really no access points into our armor because um, we're going straight at the evil one we're, we're not running we're not doing anything else and i 
we won't go into so much detail about it, but you don't really hear anything about your back. You don't really hear anything uh, about <laughs> what you do uh, for your backside because we're not yeah. intended to really uh, run away in the sense of this battle that's happening. Now, the Bible says to flee from the devil, flee from temptation, flee from those things, and, and we need to do that, but that's a whole different thing. So we need to be praying, but to bring it back to what we talked about in the beginning, unity. We need each other. This battle can't be won by just one person. This battle can't be won by just one church. It needs the whole body as a whole, the whole church as a whole. Every every believer in Christ needs to put on the full armor of God to, to stand up against uh, the evil one, to stand up against darkness. And, and when that happens, the mystery of the gospel is revealed. What Paul's talking about here, it says... Uh, pray for me also for, that whenever I speak words may be given uh, may be given to me so that uh, I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel yeah. fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel and, and Paul says obviously pray for me because that's what he's talking about but he also says to keep on praying for all the Lord's people for the same thing so that they can make known the mystery of the gospel. That's our purpose. That's what, what we're called to do, um, to make known the mystery of the gospel. In a church that has the full armor of God, has every piece on, not lacking anything, allowing the Holy Spirit to work in their lives, is a strong, strong army. And even just one, though, is a strong, strong soldier. But like I said... That one soldier is not going to be able to defeat 2,000, 3,000 enemies that are coming at them. They need their believers. They need believers to rejoice with them, to mourn with them, to encourage them, to motivate them, to to hold them accountable. There's so many different things in the church that we need to be doing for our brothers and sisters because it's all about this armor. It's all about God. It's all about glorifying God. And like I said, you know, when we begin to do those things, when we begin to put on the armor of God, it does glorify Him. Yeah. Um, it does make known who He is and, and what He's about. But, but just my final thought here, and then I'll let you give a final thought, Ben. It pleases God when we allow Him to work in our lives. It does. It, it pleases Him. It makes Him happy. Um, the Bible says we, we're a sweet aroma to Him when, when we allow Him to work and, and guide our lives. Uh, and when we realize that with the Holy Spirit, nothing else, with the Holy Spirit, with God, we can stand against the evil one, and, and no matter what he throws at us, no matter, no matter how many flaming arrows it is, we can withstand it. Mm. We can go up against him because God has given us his personal armor. His personal armor, the armor that he uses, he gives it to us. So we have the same resurrection power as Jesus Christ. The yeah. same thing, the same power. Not that we're anywhere close to our, our, our loving Father in heaven, but but He He loves us enough to give us the armor. Mm. So we need to use it. We need to use it to the fullest of what it is. Um, to to not just leave our shoes at home or or leave our sword at home or leave our leave our helmet at home because those are just too hard to to hold or they're too heavy. God gives us the strength. God gives us the the courage to to withstand the evil ones. So we need to allow Him to continually work in our lives. Yeah, I I would my final thought would be 
that these are these are preventable actions that help to fortify our lives mm-hmm. you know fully equipping the arsenal at our disposal thanks to god uh, helps to fortify our lives and make us effective at ministry to help make us um, better brothers and sisters in christ to help make us a better spouse uh, these are these are the the bread and butter the the building blocks the mm-hmm. foundation of how we go forth and be an effective uh, unit uh, in the army of God. Mm-hmm. And yeah, final thought concluded. <laughs> um, so this week's weekly verse is Ephesians uh, chapter 6, 10, and 11. It says, Finally be strong in the Lord, and in his mighty power put on the full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. All right. Well, that concludes this episode of Kingdom Faith. Thank you for listening. As always, if you have a request for an episode or a comment for Phil and I, just send us an email at kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com. And thank you for listening to Kingdom Faith.